The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And a happy Friday, everybody. Last start or sit episode for the 2022 season. We're obviously into 2023. And good morning. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. We got eight games to talk about today, and at least two of them are going to have question marks in terms of who is going to play Tampa Bay at Atlanta and the Giants at Philadelphia. The other games, the Rams at the Seahawks, the Lions at the the Packers. This is the big one here. Lions at Packers on Sunday night. Dallas at Washington, Arizona at San Francisco, Carolina, New Orleans, and Minnesota at Chicago. All right, let's make uh, some playoff predictions Dave, you can start. Who's getting in the AFC and the NFC? The NFC will be the Packers. The AFC will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Jamie, who, what do you got? Uh, Packers and Dolphins. I think Dolphins beat the Jets, and the uh, Bills beat the Patriots, and Packers win, even with the Seahawks winning, too. <sighs> I mean that I, I want to say that I want to say the Packers. I'll say in the AFC. I'll say the Dolphins. Also, Ooh, don't feel great about that. Just, yeah, that's why I picked the Steelers. Yeah, just for fun. Now, if they all lose, the Patriots win. The Patriots get in. No, Depends the on what happens. Oh, right, right. Happens the in the Saturday night game. I think I'm going to say the Seahawks because I really like the Lions. And I think they're the best team of the three. And I think they'll, I don't really know that they'll beat the Packers, but just for fun, I think they'll beat the Packers and the Seahawks will, if they win, the Seahawks, that's going to be a dogfight. But if the Seahawks win, then they'll benefit. I agree. Yeah. Wasn't the, uh, the victory over the Packers the start of this run for them? I'm Might not sure. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Check. I mean, if the game were in Detroit, I would definitely pick. The, the Lions, you know, can they can they do it outdoors? It's obviously a big question. That's, you're right, Jamie. That's where the the ran the ran the run began 
mm-hmm. for the Lions against Green Bay. Lions won that game 15 to 9. Since that game, they've scored 31, 31, 25, 40, 34, 20, 23, and 41 points. Was that the week they also traded Hawkinson? Yeah, it's about, yes. I think they traded Hawkinson the week before. Okay. Uh, Holding them back. So, yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm I'm looking forward to that game. And I mean, I kind of, I feel bad saying this. I kind of hope the Seahawks lose just so that's a winner take all game, you know, but I think a lot of people are probably feeling that way. But all right, let's, uh, let's talk uh, the big news here. DeMar Hamlin showing signs of improvement. We got a statement from the Bills yesterday. I mean, by the time you hear this, you might get another statement. Hopefully it keeps trending in the right direction, but he has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. That was yesterday morning, Thursday morning. He even asked who won the game. So things are, things have gone uh, well and trending in the right direction and everybody good. Rejoicing for that, obviously. Keep going, kid. Keep um, going. A lot of uh, Bills Mafia shirts. You won dot 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 at life. You won it. Right. Yep, that's that's what the doctor said to him uh, when he was that who it was the doctor when he asked who won the game. So uh, he didn't ask. He wrote it. He wrote sure it. did. He wrote it right. Um, and Buffalo Cincinnati has been canceled. The game that was you know the Week 17 game. The stats from Week 17 will not count. But that game will not be made up. So if you are, if you were planning on using the makeup game or considering that for your fantasy scores, that game is not happening. We did offer the solution of using their first playoff game or the week 18 game. But I, as we sit here on Friday and the, uh, the um, NFL is considering using a neutral site for the AFC championship game, which is interesting. But as we sit here on Friday, how confident do you guys feel that the, both the Bills and the Bengals will be playing their starters and really going for it in Week 18? Bills, definitely. Um, Bengals, pretty confidently, yes. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think you can use Week 18 if you want to do that, if you want to go that route. Let's do an update on who is sitting. Yesterday we said we expect the Giants and Bucks to sit their starters for at least some of the game. The Chargers could be in that category if uh, they're locked in. They could be locked into their seed by the time their game kicks off. Um, We talked about Minnesota as a possibility, not Detroit, even if they are eliminated from playoff contention by the Seahawks uh, earlier in the day. seems like Detroit's going to go all out. Dave, is there anything you want to add to this? Who might be sitting their starters? Well, we already heard in Chicago that Justin Fields is going to sit. And so that starts the sinkhole of, well, who else is going to sit? And so I wonder if there's going to be other players on the Bears that might sit because the team values them. They want them to be healthy and ready to go for next year. So I'd be real careful with Bears players. And then that'll have a domino effect on the Vikings. Vikings have to win the game, of course, and they'll want to build a lead. But you might not get four quarters out of Cousins, out of Jefferson, uh, Dalvin Cook, et cetera. So in that game, I'd be a little worried. Uh, I don't think you're going to get, you mentioned the Bucks. I don't think you're going to get four quarters out of their guys. You'll probably get four quarters out of the Falcons guys. And I think the commanders might start resting some players or at least playing guys that are younger. Uh, it doesn't look good for Brian Robinson. He's got to practice on Friday in order for him to get in. And Sam Howell starting. So that should give you an idea of what the commander's offense uh, or what the commander's coaching staff rather is thinking when it comes to yeah. their young players. 
There's an interesting pricing on FanDuel. It's not the case on DraftKings, but Alexander Madison is, yeah. is 7000 on FanDuel, which is the same as Jamal Williams, a little more than A.J. Dillon, J.K. Dobbins. It's more than He's right like, behind, like, Akers. Yeah, uh, Akers is 73, then Najee, then Kamara, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Alexander Madison. So that tells you what, what they're planning for, and DraftKings is not like that. Madison's very cheap. Um, so that's just, you know, what some people are thinking at least. Um, okay. So we'll talk about a lot of that actually on today's show. Cause a lot of the NFC teams, I think we're more concerned about them resting than the AFC teams or, you know, or playing the younger guys, but okay, let's, uh, let's do our, well, let me promote FFT and five F- just like fantasy football today, fantasy football today and five is not going away during the off season. It's a five minute show. Uh, yesterday I hopped on there with Chris to talk about our top running backs, our top 12 running backs. We had a lot of disagreements there. Um, let's see. Did we have, I did not have Dalvin cook. Uh, I had Javante Williams in there at number 12. So it gets pretty interesting after three or four, really. And a lot of people are going to disagree on Jonathan Taylor too. So check that out. But fantasy football today in five, all off season long, we'll have episodes there. News and notes. Run over some of the things we or go over. I don't want to run over anything, but some of the things we talked about yesterday, Sam Howell is going to start for Washington. Tom Brady's going to start, but we don't expect him to play a full game. Mike White is questionable, so that is one that we have to keep an eye on. Um, they may not play him. And who do you, who that would, would suck for him? It really would. Yeah, yeah. The homecoming. It would be Flacco, I would imagine. Okay, uh, it's going to be Skylar Thompson. Never know. Certainly, you never know if Zach Wilson gets a chance to play. Who do you think the Dolphins want to see? <laughs> Any? They'd like to see Zach Wilson, probably. Um, and They'll take Joe Flacco though. Yeah, it could be Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco versus hey, Skylar can Thompson. I, can I change my AFC playoff pick if it's Zach Wilson? Uh, yeah, Please. absolutely. Okay. So I said, I think I may have said yesterday that Trevor Simeon was starting for the Bears. That is definitely not the case. Nathan Peterman no, is starting for the Bears. Yes, and they are. <laughs> the, the other role is, the other thing with the Bears is that if they lose and the Texans beat the Colts, they've got the number one pick in the draft. So when you're going for the number one pick, you got to start Nathan Peterman. Well, Peterman has made four starts in his career. He's one and three, and all three losses were by 30 or more points. <laughs> <laughs> he is perfect for them this week. Uh, David Blau um, starting, the, the, and Lamar Jackson is almost certainly out. Uh, Mike Garofalo just tweeted something from Ryan Dunleavy, who also covers the Giants for the New York Post, that they're going to sit their guys. Yeah, I've seen so much yeah. of that, so... Uh, James Connor day to day with a listen carefully a shin injury. I you said, said it yesterday. I said shin. No, you did not. Adam <laughs> potty mouth. Tony Pollard. He said he had a good. problem. Uh, let's see. Oh, are, all right. Are you guys worried about any of these players playing? Christian McCaffrey. James Connor's got a colon problem. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Ken Walker, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs. Brian Robinson, McCaffrey, Walker, Sanders, Jacobs, Robinson. How many of them are you actually concerned about missing the game? Robinson, yes. Um, McCaffrey's interesting because he told uh, David Lombardi, who covers the 49ers for ESPN, that he should be fine. It's just his normal maintenance. But you have to wonder about how much he'll play if they're playing wildcard weekend. So he's a little nerve-wracking, but he could clearly have – 100 total yards and a touchdown before before the first quarter ends against that defense. Um, 
I, the only reason I would be concerned about McCaffrey playing is if they activate Elijah Mitchell for the game. So if they make that transaction, then I would be a little bit more concerned about McCaffrey. Okay. And then Mitchell would be pretty interesting this week for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, wide receiver. Maybe. I, I don't know if they're just going to plop him back in for 40% of the work mm-hmm. first game back. Well, I'd say it'd be interesting. So I think that's vague enough where I'm going to be right no matter what. <laughs> I wouldn't start him, and I wouldn't use him in DFS. I'd like to it, start. It, it, you know what? You know what? If if he's activated, you'll start McCaffrey in your fantasy leagues, but you probably shouldn't use any 49ers running back in DFS. Oh, that's such a tough thing to Actually, say. I, I, the I would completely disagree with that. I would gamble on one of them because that's how you win a tournament. Great. Which one? That's the question. Good luck. But Answer you, it. You, you gamble on one, and if you hit, you win a tournament. Well, how about put in three different lineups, one with each guy? That, that's that's probably the best way to do it, yes. But then you're going to have completely different lineups, no. right? Because McCaffrey costs so much more. No, than no, no, one with no, no, each non-McCaffrey. non-McCaffrey guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could do that. All right, let's talk wide receivers here. Debo Samuel, he's been practicing in full. And, he actually was downgraded. Uh, you know, that's annoying. Oh, that, yeah, you're right. I put it in my notes. He practiced in full on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday. Yeah. So it's interesting for, well, for everyone, really. Uh, cause that was the guy that was getting peppered with targets by Brock Purdy before he left with the injury. And you know what? We'll, we'll play that game when we get to, uh, the Arizona San Francisco game, Devonte Parker practice. He's missed three straight games with a concussion. So he's looking like he's on the right track. Jerry Judy limited Traylon Burks mispractice. He may not play. Uh, that would be bad. They, they could use him and Tyler Lockett mispractice. How confidently are you guys ranking Tyler Lockett this week? Not. Not very confident at all. Uh, I think he's fine. I think what happened, he got kicked in the leg last week. Um, got kicked in the leg and missing practice is, is it, it's not on, it's not not normal for him, right? Usually he misses or is limited between yeah, his finger and the leg. I think he's a good number two receiver this week. I, that's probably where I'm going to land on him. I have a fun theory about that game that I will share with you shortly. Tyler Higby has an elbow injury. Hope he plays because he's got the best matchup in fantasy. Hope he catches a pass. Yeah, he will. And both on the offensive line, both Saints offensive tackles are injured. Um, so they might miss the game. Mm-hmm. And keep that in mind. Yeah, that stinks. Some key defense. Oh, I didn't get a Calais Campbell update. Did he practice yesterday? Do we know? I'll check. Because that's been a big one. Their run defense has gone in the tank, in the shin, since uh, Del- yeah. Calais Campbell. Uh, he practiced in full on Thursday. Oh, Get big. that shit out of here. Okay, that's a big deal. So if you're playing Mixon and DFS, this matchup just got tougher. Um, okay, how about uh, Saints cornerback Paulson Adebo mispractice? Uh, if he can't play, Alante Taylor will take his place. They've got some I good I think I read that he's not playing. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, for Tampa Bay, Vita Vea, Carlton Davis, and Logan Ryan, three key players on defense. They all missed practice. Wouldn't be surprising to see them sit. And Washington, how about this? Jonathan Allen, their, their defensive tackle. When Jonathan Allen is on the field, they give up 3.8 yards per carry to running backs. When he's off the field, 5.3. So huge difference maker for them. He missed practice. Jamin Davis, starting linebacker, he missed practice. Safety Cameron Curl, he missed practice. So again, you might not see them against the Cowboys. All right. Oh, Xavier Howard, did he practice yesterday? I believe Howard, Chubb, and Howard and Chubb, I did see return to practice. I don't know what their status was. I'm going to guess limited. Okay. One question for each game. The Rams are at the Seahawks. Seahawks, are you starting both Seattle wide receivers? Yes. 
Yes, Dave. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to hear my theory? You ready for my theory? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I watched um, the f- I watched the game film or the tape. DK Metcalf was not really shadowed by Ramsey. Saw a pretty decent amount of Ramsey. He had a huge game against the Rams. Um, he had eight catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. One catch all game against Jalen Ramsey. It was an eight-yard catch with 40 seconds left to win the game. It was a thrilling game. Um, and it was blanketed in coverage. Ramsey did a very good job on Metcalf. And there was a moment in that game. I don't know if you guys remember this. Metcalf is lined up on the right side across from Ramsey. He motions over to the left side. And Jalen Ramsey throws his hands up in the air like, yo, where are you going? They were really, really like heated that game. I think Ramsey is going to lock him down. Um, I'm not going to tell people to sit DK Metcalf, but I have a concern about DK Metcalf. I think I think this is going to be so personal for Jalen Ramsey. He's going to see a ton of him. He's going to lock him down because Metcalf really struggles against good cornerbacks. I think he's going to see a lot more of Ramsey this week than he did in the first matchup. Makes a lot did of you sense. Hap- yeah, go ahead. Did you happen to see how many, how often Ramsey has been following or shadowing a player? I should say lately. Um, let's. He did it with Sutton. He did, yeah. He's he's been doing it more, I think, more recently. Let's see. Um, not not with Mike Williams. He, remember, he did in the first half with Christian Watson, and Watson had no catches, and then not so much in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't know that. But this feels so personal to me, and uh, I think it's more of like a DFS thing. Like it made me more excited about Lockett, but I could see a bad game for Metcalf. But he did light them up last game. All right, Detroit at Green Bay. How many running backs are you confidently starting? And how many wide receivers are you confidently starting for Detroit at Green Bay? Dave? Yes. No. Yes. You're confident in, in Jamal Williams, A.J. Yes. Dillon? Yes. This week, yes. Christian Watson? Yes. Yeah, just because of lack of options? Okay. Yes. Jamie, how do you feel about that? Uh, Dylan and Williams are risky. They're going to need to score touchdowns. Uh, so they're, they're number two running backs because of the week, but I, I don't feel confident in them. Uh, I hope Watson is okay because he's still been limited in practice with the hip injury, but I would start him. Uh, he's the only Packers receiver. I would start with confidence. And Amara St. Brown is the only Lions receiver. I would start with confidence. I think DJ Shark's going to struggle. So like Goff, like Rogers, like Watson, like Jones, uh, like Swift, but no confidence in AJ Dillon or Jamal Williams by any stretch. All right, Arizona at San Francisco. Oh no, first. Well, Williams. Williams had a pretty miserable game the first time these two teams met. Twenty-four for eighty-one. So, mm. uh, that's pretty bad against the Packers. Dallas at Washington. Start them all. Sit them all. Was Rashawn Gary playing then? I think he was. He was there for that game. Um, which game are you talking about? Dallas at Washington. Start them all, sit them all. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I think I think Dotson and McLaurin are still number three receivers. Arizona at San Francisco. Start all Niners, sit all Cardinals. Uh, Marquise Brown, I think, is worth using in three receiver leagues, and so is Greg Dortch. I like Trey McBride and PPR more than like Dortch and Marquise yes. Brown at their positions. Yes. No. Yeah, that's a bold call, Dave. Well, he won a good game. I know. It was with this quarterback. Yeah. Probably done a lot of work together. Right. This quarterback is not very good, but 
throwing short passes. To I don't know that they've done a lot moves. of work together. Right? I mean, it's not like he's yeah, been like a Bryce been the starters the majority of the season. Or the second half of the season. Uh, Carolina at New Orleans. Any interest in Chris Olave or Rashid Shahid? Very much so. Love Chris Olave this week. Um, the, uh, the odds for rookie of the year suggest he still has a chance to win it. Mm. And so if he goes out and has a big game, he may remind people that he was probably the front runner for a good portion of the season based on how the numbers were trending for him at the beginning of the year. So great matchup, unbelievable matchup. And so Shahid, I think, is also in, in play. He's been the better of the two down the stretch because of health. So based on opportunity, I think both guys have a chance to finish strong. But I think Olave is going to have one of those, hey, remember me games. Who is the front runner for rookie of the year? I think the odds had it for Kenneth Walker, which mm. makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, team in playoff contention, how he's performed. Uh, but it's it's really, I think, wide open. You know, Garrett Wilson's still within range. Um, you can make a case for some guys that had good good pockets of seasons. Brees Hall at the beginning of the year. I think even Brock Purdy at the end of the year. That's but, yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 usually body of work. And so I think Kenneth Walker's just yeah, you know, overall numbers so. probably make the most sense. But again, I think Olave or uh, oh, and Christian Watson too. His his pockets of of, of season, but I I think it's going to be between Olave Wilson and, and Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago. Start them all. Sit them all. It's hard to bench David Montgomery completely. Sure, but in that Jamal Williams low end number two running back range. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling it? No. No. <laughs> Tampa Bay. I, I'm feeling it when it comes to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think he bounces back in a major way. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Are Tyler Algier and Drake London the best starts in this game? Yes. Algier for sure. I mean, you can make a case Patterson might be better than London. Um, but right, if they just run it. I, I think London's worth using. So you'd start London over Godwin and Evans? Yeah, you have to. Giants and Eagles, start them all, sit them all? Yes. Pretty much. Okay. We had a good talk about expectations for Jalen Hurts on HQ on Thursday. And whether or not, what, like, what do you expect from Jalen Hurts? And maybe we could talk about that when we get to the game. No, that's the last game we're going to do. So I think it's too important of a topic. <laughs> so I think it's a good call. Let's talk about it right now. Um, your expectations for Jalen Hurts against a Giants team that's likely going to be resting its starters. I think they'll be able to do whatever they want, and I think he can put up a really good stat line in like three quarters of play. I'm not thinking too hard about this. If I used Minshew the last two weeks and I've got Hurts, I'm not going to run to the waiver wire and plug in Brock Purdy or someone like that over Jalen Hurts. It comes down to people that have like Hurts and Trevor Lawrence or Hurts and Geno. What do you do with those guys? And I'm just, I'm going to start Hurts. I don't think it's going to be a situation where all he does is hand off for three quarters. See, I, I would I would agree with the last statement, and I'm going to start Hurts. But I would not be surprised if it's just we get our win and we get two weeks off until we have to make sure he's 100%. Because clearly he's still dealing with something. You know, he's not, he's not practicing in full. Um, you're still hearing, whether it's coach speak or not, you know, Nick Sirianni say, we're going to make sure he's 100%, blah, blah, blah. So I would not be surprised if because the Giants are resting guys that it's we build a 14-point lead after a quarter and a half. All right, Jalen, you've done your job. Like what happened with the 
Jaguars last week, you know, where they're up big and the defense is dominating and all those things unfold. And he sure. does not have a big stat line. So um, you have him, he starts, you start him. Unless you just feel so confident in whoever's been replacing him. So if it's Minshew, clearly you go to Hurts. But, you know, if you've been riding Brock Purdy and you think Brock Purdy's 20 is better than maybe the 30 that Hurts gives you or the four like Trevor Lawrence gave you last week, it could go either way. So it's just a matter of where you're at with your team. But I think just the overall sentiment should be is if Jalen Hurts plays, you just take the chance on him being Jalen Hurts. You want to tell me who you have ranked ahead of him? He's top five for me with the hope that he's Jalen Hurts. Would you start so Cousins? It's, it's, it's Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, and that's basically it. That's it for me too. Not I, I might put Lawrence ahead of him. Okay. But that, that's that's kind of where I'm at. All right. Okay. Now we'll that's take a break. Right and when we come back, we'll talk about all the games. Remember, we have a 2023 question for each game, and then we'll get into uh, week 18 uh, questions for each game. So we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We start with the Rams and the Seahawks here. 2023 question. This is a, a little bit tougher one than what I usually do. How many players on these two teams, the Rams and the Seahawks, are drafted in the top 48 picks, top four rounds in 2023? Neither of the quarterbacks. Walker for sure. Cup for sure. Metcalf for sure. I'm going to say three. Akers is going to now be a top four round pick. He might get there. But if Met, like, why Metcalf and not Lockett? You know, it's, you, you know. Because he's younger. Well, once upon a time, somebody once said you had to be a certain height to be a number one receiver in, in fantasy. I don't think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Heath. You, I'm not saying Heath said that. I'm saying what Jamie just pulled the Heath there. But, uh, okay. So, three for, for Jamie, three for Dave, four for Jamie. Players drafted in the first four rounds on the Rams and the Seahawks. All right, stat of the game. The Seahawks have allowed 52 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in 13 of 16 games. This is the best matchup for tight ends. Starter sit Tyler Higby. I would start him, but you know what the risks are. I, I, I mean, I think you get a Tyler Conklin game at worst because that's kind of what he was giving you in the early part of the season. So six for 60 is well within the range of possibilities for him. 
but yeah, it's uh, a, a Seahawks defense that just lost Jordan Brooks on top of it. So, you know, there, there's there's a lot to like about Higby and Akers this week based on their matchups. Would you start Higby or uh, Dalton Schultz? Higby. I have Schultz higher. Higby or Darren Waller? Waller. Uh, Higby. Higby and PPR, Waller, none. Okay. Um, I guess we'll stick with the Rams then. Cam Akers slam dunk start this week. Must. Windmill jam. Yeah. Is it the shoes? He's top 13 in both formats for all of our analysts. Sit the Rams wide receivers and Baker Mayfield, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Geno Smith. Like him, love him. What do you think? Like him a lot. Even if, if Ramsey erases DK Metcalf, he can find his way to that 20 to 22 fantasy point range. And he might be able to do better than that. That's what he did against this Rams defense the last time they played competitive game. You saw it, Adam. Mm-hmm. It was the, I believe it was the Rams' first game without Aaron Donald. I believe they still pressured him a lot. And at that point in the year, I was nervous that Geno Smith was not good when he had to deal with pressure. He dealt with pressure in this game. He had a huge game. Seattle's playing for something. Rams aren't. I think Geno is a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, the only thing that's bothering me is he's he's thrown for 238, 215, and 183 yards in his last three games. You know, he he really was very quiet against the Jets after the first quarter. Struggled against the Niners. What was the game in between? The Chiefs. Yeah, that was. I thought he played well, but just didn't really have good numbers. But well, the Chiefs I, was the weather game. It was cold. It wasn't it was cold. Like bad weather, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's he's, a lot of work for Walker in those games too. So that yeah. that's something you could be a little concerned about. Is that do they continue to feed the rookie, and that's just a huge part of their their game plan. And it could be the push to get him rookie of the year too. Uh, would you start Geno Smith or Brock Purdy? Geno. All right. I think the floor is similar. For the floor for Geno is basically the ceiling for Purdy. Right. Yep. Start Ken Walker, and you guys like both Seahawks wide receivers here. So, you know, you know, in this kind of week, what are you going you to get away from these guys? No way. And by the way, the Rams are like 26th against wide receivers or something. 24th against wide receivers. A little bit better recently, but okay. Uh, Noah Fant, any interest in Noah Fant? No, they actually seem to be using Colby Parkinson a little bit more last week. And Fant, I wonder just how healthy he is. You know, he's been playing through this knee injury. So touchdown or bust, as he always is. And, you know, I... You kind of know what you're getting if he doesn't score. I'll walk down the aisle with McBride before Fant. That's cute. Thank uh, you. Detroit at Green Bay, 2023 question. Aaron Jones or DeAndre Swift? That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Jones. Uh, I think Jones is probably the safer answer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to really be concerned about the lines if Ben Johnson gets a head coaching job and leaves. Because he's been fantastic for this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really has. That was like the immediate turnaround for Amandra St. Brown and for everyone, really. It was a, That was 2021. He took over midseason, and things have been a lot better for them offensively since. So the Green Bay defense, in their last four games, they have faced the Bears, Rams, okay, whatever, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. And none of those teams scored more than 20 points. So, Jamie, how do you view this matchup for... Detroit, is this a good matchup? Because that's how we had been viewing Green Bay. But they've stepped up their defense recently. 
They absolutely have. And, you know, it's, it's a credit to their turnaround. So I, I think just in terms of where both teams are at, you know, you're, you're hoping that the Lions offense and, you know, I don't want to really reference last week's game because that was a track meet for them against a bad team in their building. I'd like to more reference the game before where they were outdoors against the Panthers defense. It's kind of similar, you know, in terms of just in terms of, you know, yardage that they give up, production that they give up and how they give it up. So, you know, I think you can have success throwing on the Packers. So I think that Goff will find a way to get Amara St. Brown's numbers because you avoid Alexander that way. And what he's been doing, which has been a tight end each week, you know, Zilstra two games ago, last week was Brock Wright. Um, so someone else will give him some support. Maybe it's Jameson Williams. You've heard, um, I think it was Ben Johnson talking about that this week, that they, they thought his development would be a little bit further along. Not that they're upset, but you know they thought he'd be a little bit further along in the process from a rehab standpoint. So maybe it's Jamison Williams this week. Maybe it's just the running backs. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I, I think Goff will find a way to be productive. Uh, the running backs concern me from a running standpoint because the Packers, while their yards per carry is not exactly great, they've still been very good at stopping running backs lately. So can both guys have success? I like what I saw from Swift last week mostly without Justin Jackson there. You know, So more time on the field, and, and that's always a plus for him anytime that happens. So Swift is, is a safe number two running back. Williams got a score. He's not going for 144 yards like he did last week. That's impossible for him um, against his defense. So I, I think it's, it's Williams touchdown or bust. Swift feels, feels safe, especially if Jackson's out. And then Goff and Amara St. Brown are pretty safe to me. Is it bad that I'm not giving the Packers a ton of credit for what's happened for their defense the last couple of games? Against Minnesota, the Vikings were sliding all over the field. Like the very first thing the Lions need to do is make sure they have the right cleats on for the game because for whatever reason, the Vikings just could not get their footing and it was almost collectively. And then they lost two offensive linemen on top of it mm -hmm. and like just things fell apart for them. So I don't know how much of that is truly the Packers defense playing great. And then the week before they were in Miami, Tua took a hit. He seemed off in the second half. In the first half, the Dolphins were putting up points on the Packers. So I, I don't know what to really make of this Packers defense. But what I do know is that the Lions are going to play hard no matter what Seattle does. And I would imagine that they're just going to kind of use DeAndre Swift more than they have because the game is like, well, this is it. If we last game of the year or we're going to the playoffs. So I think Swift is 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 a good running option this week. I, I would use him as a number two. I agree with using him over Williams. Williams does have to score, but I think they cling to that run game a little bit. I think that they find that the run game, it, I think I don't think they're gonna put it on Goff's shoulders and try and turn it into a shootout. I think they're gonna run it a lot, and I think they're gonna use their running backs a lot. Okay. Uh, so how would you rank the running backs? Jones, Swift, one, two? Yeah. I like, in non-PPR and in PPR, Jones, Dylan, Swift, Jamal Williams. Okay, so that's interesting. So you have more faith in Dylan than Jamie does. Yes. I mean, he's been good. He's, he's scoring. He's I know scoring. you don't want to trust somebody... Uh, as a touchdown or, or bust. He's kind of like Jamal back, Williams, isn't he? I mean, he's he's become Jamal he's Williams. Scoring. He's catching the ball. They can use him in well, the last two weeks, not as much, but they can. So I'm I'm rather confident in Dylan, and I think it's a lock that he scores. So yeah, last week he did not have a catch. The week before that he had two catches. The three weeks before that he had three in each game. Yeah, pencil him in for like three. 
Yeah, he's been 11 to 12 carries three straight games. He's probably not going to have more than that. I mean, he had an 18-carry game against the Bears. That was a game that Aaron Jones left with an injury. But then again, he had 11 carries against the Rams when he left with an injury, and A.J. Dillon left with an injury. But I don't know, maybe 12 carries. It's very similar to Jamal Williams with more catch potential. Um, all right, as far as the Packers passing, well, okay, actually, the golf rankings are interesting because uh, last I checked, Jamie had golf like six and Dave 14. No, did eight, eight for Jamie, 14 for golf for Dave for golf. So, why don't you guys talk about both quarterbacks? Who do you like better here? Uh, Jamie, first word of the two, yeah. Oh, golf, he's been a better fantasy quarterback all season long. So, you know, again, I think you, you look at I, I expect the Packers often show up here. So I, I expect, you know, Rodgers to have a good game. So that's kind of been the scenario for, for Goff is when he has to throw, he's been successful at it. So I, I'm, I trust him. I think he's going to have, you know, again, showed you the last time he was outdoors, he could put up numbers in, in, in this type of scenario. So uh, to me, there's a much higher ceiling for Jared Goff because that's been the case for the entire year. So I'm not going to change anything after one, for one week. He put up great numbers against a depleted secondary last time he was outdoors. This is a different situation and I think it's a better secondary than the Panthers agree than what he had. Um I'm I'm walking right down narrative street. Aaron Rodgers at home playoff game on the line and he's against the Lions whose secondary has been terrible all year. I think Rodgers whose numbers perked when Watson was okay and when Watson really came on in the middle of the year seems like Watson's healthier now. He's been practicing all week. He played 60% of the snaps last week. That was a surprise. I'm taking Rodgers over Goff. I think that he's got the chance to put up better fantasy numbers. Rodgers had some great matchups yeah, recently. And it's, been terrible. it's such a shame. It's not like he's playing poorly. They're no. just they're Even running when the ball. Been a good. Lot. Even mm-hmm. when Watson's been good, he hasn't put up big numbers. Yeah. Well, AJ Dillon's they're starting to get near the goal line. This they all year long they had not been making trips inside the five yard line, whatever, and and no, they were getting very few rushing touchdowns. Now it's they're like a running team now. So he's had the Dolphins and the Vikings the last two weeks and, and the Bears th- four weeks ago and total fantasy duds for Aaron Rodgers, you know, but not like he's playing so poorly. He's just not putting up numbers. Yeah, I mean, even even in the the dream matchup against Tennessee, 23 points. His high for the season is 24. Yeah. Okay, so um, how about uh, would you start a quarterback in this game or I'll just go back to Brock Purdy. Rodgers. Right now, I have Rodgers, Purdy, Goff. I don't know if I'm going to stick with Purdy over Goff. Goff, few spaces, Rodgers, right behind Rodgers, Purdy. Purdy's been a better fantasy quarterback than Rodgers, which is just amazing to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then your your confidence. Purdy gets the Cardinals. That's just, that's a layup too. You're, yeah, unless they just run the ball like crazy. But even even then, you know, I wonder if they pull Purdy at some point. They might. He could still probably put up 20 points in like three quarters against Arizona, couldn't he? I would think so. I would too. How many Packers wide I, receivers? I'm, I'm all in on Rodgers. I think he's going to have a, his best game of the year. All right, so how many Packers wide receivers do you have in your top 24? Well, I think I only have the one, but Lazard is a flex for me. Okay. When was the last time Lazard scored a touchdown? Probably 2021. <laughs> no, obviously, it was earlier this year. Yeah, before the uh, before the Watson breakout. Yeah, I'm 27th. I'm 27th. Okay, I'm good with Lazard as a flex PPR. I think we're good with that game. So, would you start Christian Watson or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? Allen, Watson, Williams. 
And what is the scenario where I'm sorry? What is the scenario where the Chargers are playing for nothing? If the if the Bengals win, if Bengals win, win. Ravens lose, they're locked into the five. And I I almost think that they're probably not going to play their starters all game, no matter what. They're talking about the Chargers. Yes, the Chargers. Okay. All right. Next up, Dallas at Washington. 2023 question. What is the highest that you could see yourself ranking Tony Pollard at running back? Round one. Uh, I mean, right now he's 11th for me with the hope that Zeke is gone and he stays. Remember, he's free agent, so they have to resign him too. And I did read a story that suggested Dallas's best course of action is to say goodbye to both of them and mm-hmm. yeah. go, go cheap at the position, uh, which if you think about their history is not that out of the question because remember they ran DeMarco Murray into the ground and then said goodbye so as much as Jerry loves Zeke I'd see that hard to come by you know they may try and resign him to a cheaper deal if they you know restructure a contract um but if Pollard stays and Zeke leaves uh yeah Pollard is going to be a top 10 running back for me yeah but if Zeke leaves and Pollard stays Pollard's gonna be like RB3 or something for me you know top five I would say I don't know how you I guys. See it. Yeah. Feel about it. I mean, I am concerned about his workload. He had a quote from his running backs coach while Zeke was injured, saying, "Well, we'd like to keep him around the thirty snap number. We want him to stay fresh." Mm-hmm. He's, he's You're fr- going back to earlier in the season. It was not that early in the season. It was when Zeke was hurt. You're right. Like five yep. weeks. Well, we ago. had we had a CBS game where um, you know the guy that comes on with us, Tom Spencer, who calls games with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, so he's in the coaches' meetings. And probably similar conversation where at the time this was Zeke was still healthy, but because they were using Pollard as a receiver or in, in a receiving role a little bit more, they didn't want him, you know, and, and the way that Tom explained it to us was he's running routes downfield, having to come back to the line of scrimmage, yeah. you know, and, and just that whole process, you know, they, they, they felt like they didn't want to just run him into the ground that way because of the role he was playing then. So who knows, you know, more traditional running back. Can he handle consistent work, 20 plus touches? There'll be somebody else with him. You know, so they won't they won't go with Pollard in the old Zeke role where, you know, it was just Zeke all the time. So whether it's Malik Davis or, or somebody else that they bring in, in, in the story that I read in terms of letting both guys go, it was that the Cowboys really like Malik Davis. So, you know, somebody you might want to consider in Dynasty Leagues if you, if you still make ad drops. Uh, I, I think, you know, Pollard, like you said, Adam, he's got top five upside. I would probably just be a little bit more cautious and say top ten. Okay, uh, so by the way, people are asking about Game of the Week. I'm not going to do Game of the Week. This is not a joke to trick Dave. Decided last week was Bills. Uh, sure. Yeah, last week was Bills Bengals. I'm just not. I'm just not ready to do that. So we'll. I'll take another week to think about how I can trick Dave during the playoffs, and we'll we'll get back uh, into the into the singing groove next week. Uh, so it's coming up before the show ends. No, I swear to you, it's not not happening. No, we discussed this. We're not doing. Not going to do it this week. I like um, how it's a we thing now. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, James. Now it's the two of you ganging conspiracy up. Conspiracy here. All right, so Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Um, what do you guys think about Dak this week? Uh, you know, did, I don't know, Jamie. How do you feel about Dak? I think Dak's a, a safe start. You know, he's playing. Uh, this Commanders defense is is just not. I think as good as the numbers suggest in, in opposing quarterbacks. The thing that Dak's got to do is stop the turnovers. My God, yeah. it's uh, I think it's six interceptions in his last five games and a fumble. It's just been uh, maybe it's even eight interceptions. It's just been bad to watch uh, some of the silly throws that he makes. And so 
they have a chance. They could be the one seed. I mean, it's it, it's it's a lot of crazy things have to happen. Giants have to beat the Eagles. 49ers have to lose, you know, so. Um, but they could also still, you know, if Giants somehow pull off an upset, they could still be the NFC East champion. I I, I think they play all out. And, and Dak has an opportunity for another per, good, good, strong performance. Ten interceptions in his last six games. Yikes. Right, so it's eight in his last five. So but he's, he's uh, still throwing the ball well. It's just these weird decisions that he's making. Give me a ranking of uh, Goff, Rogers, Dak. Dak, Rogers, Goff. Dak, Goff, skip a few, Rogers. Okay. So let's just simplify things here. Start Pollard, start Zeke, start Lamb. No interest in Hilton or Gallup or anything, right? No. You know, Schultz is interesting because Pollard's back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds, if it was a coincidence, I'm not sure, but it kind of makes sense to me that they're sort of uh, intertwined here. So like Schultz, love Schultz, begrudgingly start Schultz, Dave. How, what are you thinking? It's almost like begrudgingly start Schultz. And I feel that way about a lot of tight ends that aren't ranked in my top five. So I, I think he's got a chance to still see some good target volume. The lesson I learned from last week is that he's still a prime candidate to get the ball in the red zone. And I don't think that's going to change this week. I think he still sees one or two red zone targets and hopefully turns one of them into a touchdown. All right. And on the commander side of the ball, what are we thinking about the running back situation here? If, you know, if Brian, Brian Robinson, they have lost their last two games by 14 or more points. And he has had 22 and 24 carries in both of those games. We don't even know if he's going to play though. So Jamie, what do you think about the commander's running backs? If Robinson plays, he is a flex in non-PPR leagues, somebody I would like to avoid in half and full PPR because despite all these carries, he's not catching the ball, which was frustrating because prior to the two-game stretch, he had starting to get you know two catches a game. Um, Gibson is obviously not playing his place on IR yesterday, so Jonathan Williams would be the next man up. I think if it's Jonathan Williams without Robinson or without Gibson, or now without Gibson, uh, he is a flex play in PPR, but I would try to avoid him altogether. Yeah, at least somebody to know for DFS. And then, Jamie, you said the uh, McLaurin and Dotson would be number three guys for you? Yeah, I, I, I think you look at the the situation is, is a little concerning because of Sam Howell. It's a wild card, you know, so we don't know who he's going to lean on. Um, Heath has noted this the, the last month since Dotson has been back. His target share has been better than Terry McLaurin's. So is this a rookie to rookie thing, you know, where we could see Dotson still continuing to get more opportunities? It's a good defense. Obviously, it's been a little leaky secondary of late. So I think that's why you you hope that there's some production here, plus the garbage time potential. I would think if they are going to rest guys, you're resting McLaurin as opposed to resting Dotson. That's so true. you can make a case that Dotson is better. And so, again, I, I don't want to put a lot of stock into um, – completely running away from these guys, but you know, they are not must start guys by any stretch. Do you know about any incentives like bonuses or anything like that for McLaurin? For McLaurin? No, he just got his deal. So I would assume it's probably not. He doesn't have any extra incentives on top of it. Okay. Cause I think that's the only reason why McLaurin should play in the game. Okay, guys, let's go to Arizona at San Francisco. 2023 question. Did you consider James Conner as a top 12 running back? He is currently RB10 per game in PPR. He will be 28 years old in 2023. No, but who's the coach? When is Murray back? I heard uh, some some thought, which would make sense, that if they're going to do a rebuild, 
maybe trade Hopkins and get value while he's still yeah. producing. You can almost see that one coming. So, you know, we'll see. Probably, you know, I shouldn't say probably. New general manager, new coach, you know, a lot of changes coming in Arizona. And, and even maybe Connor. You know, they might move on from him too. So I think he'll end up being a good value pick again, you know, because we'll, we'll downgrade him and we'll see. But, you know, the, the, at least this regime was pretty clear that they didn't want to make him the featured guy going into the season because they wanted to add somebody else. This will be the fourth straight season that James Conner is uh, is behind an offensive line that ranks 31st or 32nd in run blocking. Wow. That is <laughs> some bad luck. <laughs> uh, and look how he's done with it. Yeah, I know. I mean, you could look at his yards per carry. He just doesn't seem like a great running back, but maybe he has had... Oh, I'm wrong. It's his third straight season. Third straight. Maybe he has All just had yeah, the worst uh, situation. One year with Pittsburgh, two with Arizona. On to this game here. Um, where would you rank James Conner if he does play in this game? He did manage to score. He had 14 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches for 12 yards uh, against the Niners in Week 11 in a 38-10 to 10 loss. Um, so you got to hope he scores. But where would you rank Conner if he plays in this game? It's such a brutal matchup, and it's it's David Blau and, you know, just yeah. an angry – the 49ers defense has to just be so pissed off after almost blowing that game last week to Jared Stidham. So I, I think he's he's still starting. He's still number two running back. I'd start him ahead of Jamal Williams, for example, and A.J. Yes. Dillon, for example, just because of their setups. Um, but, yeah, he's, uh, you know, probably like 17, 18 in that range. Yep. Back half of the RB2s. Okay. And how about uh, – Greg Dortch or Marquise Brown, who would you start? I'd start Brown. Brown Brown was not bad last week, you know. Six for what, 68, I think it was? Six for 61 um, on nine targets, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you're telling me nine targets for him and ten targets for Dortch, and, and one guy was successful one guy's not, and the pedigree is certainly much better for, for Marquise Brown. But they're they're similar. They're both number three receivers with a, with a lot of upside. This 49ers defense giving up a lot of production receivers. So yes, they're going to be throwing a lot in this game. And as I've said, Jamie, a lot. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um Second most yards to slot receivers. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so how would you guys rank the commanders receivers and the Cardinals receivers? Right now I have the, the commanders guys ahead, but it's close. Okay. Uh, Dave likes Trey McBride. Where do you have him ranked? 15. Okay. No, not that much. Brock Purdy is right around 12th for everybody. Just pencil him in for 20 points? Yep. All right. And um, if McCaffrey doesn't play, your highest if McCaffrey doesn't play, who's your highest ranked running back? Let's say first scenario is they do not activate Elijah Mitchell. Then what, Dave? Jordan Mason, and he'd be where for you? He would be uh, probably right in that same range, if not a little bit ahead of where we'd put James Conner, or where I'd put James Conner. And so middle of the pack, number two fantasy running back. And then if Mitchell is activated and, and McCaffrey didn't I'll play? I'll still like Mason better. He'll be a little lower, but still a number two fantasy running back. Jamie, tell me how you're approaching the San Francisco wide receivers with the possibility of Debo Samuel coming back. Debo comes back. I think they're both low-end number two receivers. No Debo. Ayuk is almost the top 15 guy. And I, I would go just the running back question. If Mitchell plays, he'd be my favorite running back. Okay. And... George Kittle, would you start him? Would you st still start him if Debo Samuel played? Yes. Who are you going to put over him? 
Higby, uh, Knox. I don't. Knox, it's Arizona. I might be able destroys to destroy Arizona all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Debo played in the first meeting, and Kittle had four catches, eighty-four yards, and two touchdowns. But in ten games where that Kittle was played with Debo and Ayuk, and this is something you should remember for next year, ten games he's played with Debo and Ayuk, he has fewer than thirty yards in six of the ten games. He has three touchdowns in those ten games. Um, let's see. He has five touchdowns in his last three. I think Purdy is forming a bond. Carolina is at New Orleans. 2023 question, DJ Moore or Chris Olave next year? Ooh. Who's the quarterback in Carolina? I'm going to say it's Sam Darnold. He's doing enough. And DJ Moore is a superstar. Um, who's the quarterback in New Orleans? Oh, I don't have a clue. Derek Carr? Dennis Allen connection? Maybe. We're we're doing a draft in a week, or not even, right? So, right. Who are you taking first? Olave or DJ those Moore? Two? I'm going to take Olave. I think they both have a lot of upside. I'd be excited to take both. Uh, pencil me in for more as of this moment. Okay, more Olave in this game, week 18. More, more. but I like both. Same. Sam Darnold, uh, Heath moved down a little bit to 15th, 21st for Jamie, 18th that for That was Dave. crazy. <laughs> Top 12. <laughs> he also moved down uh, Montgomery. Did he move down ETN? I think he moved down Montgomery. Maybe not, actually. Who, who did he move down? No. He was so mad at you yesterday. He moved down someone. Not ETN. Maybe he's moving down one spot. Uh, whatever. Um, sorry. Kamara? Kamara. No, he has him ninth. Who else did we debate yesterday? Uh, Dorch? Uh, no, he still has him 20th. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just uh, just Arnold. Okay, uh, sit, are you starting or sitting the Carolina running backs? I'd sit I, mean, I don't want Dan. I mean, it's right. not, not an easy matchup. Uh, Deontay, Look, the, the, the reason to like Darnold is you expect their run game to struggle, and they're throwing a lot. And so, but it is a good matchup. I mean, isn't this the weakness of the Saints? They have a terrible run defense and a good pass defense. I mean, I don't know if their run defense is that bad. I mean, per carry, they're really bad. Four point five yards per carry. Foreman, I mean, Deontay Foreman, when they, they're five and five since Foreman became the lead running back. In the five wins, he has rushed for 118, 130, 113, 74, and 165 yards. <laughs> and how many carries? 20, uh, 15, 31, 24, 21, 21. Right. The losses, he has one game with more than 13 carries. So talk about game script dependent. But it's, it's also, it's like he makes the game script kind of. Is he going to run well? You know, um, I, I understand you can't really trust him. He catches no passes. You need him to score. We like DJ Moore. Um, Andy Dalton's an interesting flyer. You guys have him in the top 15. And, cause it, Carol- it has to do with the matchup. Yeah. The, the only concern I have with him. Dalton is, A, how much is he coming off the field for Taysom Hill? And, B, is he going to Andy Dalton? <laughs> you know, so it's not, the, it's not the setup that he typically struggles in, which is primetime or a big game. He's, you know, poor man's Kirk Cousins in that regard. And so it, it's it's a meaningless game. It might be his last start ever. And so, you know, we'll see how he takes advantage of it. But if he loses opportunities to score because of Taysom Hill, which we know happens quite a bit, then he's not going to have a great fantasy day. I got a third option or a third problem with Dalton. And you mentioned it earlier, Adam, the offensive tackles being beat up for New Orleans. 
if they're on backup tackles for this game, even against Carolina's pass rush. Carolina's pass rush is pretty good. Brian Burns is awesome. Secondaries are so bad. I know. I know. But the, the first stop, the first step in stopping a quarterback is by getting to him. Pass rush is more important. Which Dalton guys, versus Goff okay. is going to be one that I wrestle with over the next 48 hours. Would you guys oh, is so much better. start? Um, in normal situations, I would agree, but the matchup for Dalton is so good. Would you guys start Rashid Shahid or uh, a Commanders or Cardinals receiver? Shahid. Definitely starting Shahid over the Cardinals guys. I probably am going to start Shahid over the Commanders guys too. Okay, which... Oh, Kamara. We got to talk Kamara here. So you guys are kind of low on him. He's still got him in the top 12, but you guys have him 18th-ish. So James Conner, if he plays, or Kamara? Uh, Conner and PPR, Kamara and none. Really? Yeah, yeah I guess that's about him. right. Yeah, Kamara's not catching the ball as much. Yeah, he, Kamara makes me nervous. Don't know how much he'll be asked to do. Meaningless game. How much does he even play? In Taysom the last, Hill's been taking from him, too. Yeah, in the last three games, Kamara and Taysom Hill both have two carries inside the five-yard line um, and one touchdown. So it's not Kamara's role, unfortunately. It's a split there. Uh, would you start Kamara or Miles Sanders? I have Kamara higher. Oh, Sanders. Kamara or A.J. Dillon? Dillon for Kamara. And the tight ends, Jawan Johnson or Taysom Hill? Who are you starting? Taysom and nine and half, Johnson and Peter. Taysom across the board. Interesting. Hey, I mean, uh, Jawan Johnson's starting to come alive a little bit. His last, uh, his last two games that weren't the Cleveland game, there was a terrible weather game, 62 yards and 67 yards. Two touchdowns. He led, him, he led him in targets last week, too. Seven targets last week. Yeah, he should be higher for me. Taysom is, is, Taysom is A.J. Dillon. He is Jamal Williams. He is touchdown or bust. If he does not score, you're going to be disappointed. Minnesota is at Chicago. Your 2023 question. The same exact thing I asked about James Conner, basically. Did Dalvin Cook make your top 12 at running back? He's currently RB12 per game in PPR. Conner's RB10. And he, just like Conner, will be 28 years old in 2023. Did Dalvin Cook make your top 12 at running back? He didn't make mine. No. He's just outside. Yeah. Seems like there's some just more and more concerns. Right? Like the workload was lower this year. They're a passing team now. It well, seems. I mean, and, and now you have an offensive line that's going to be a little weaker next year because O'Neill's going to be, you know, probably a little limited to start the season. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if there's another running back brought in or they re-sign Madison. All right, I think the next three games are pretty easy, right? Minnesota, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Eagles, Giants, but. Anything, Dave, you want to say about Minnesota-Chicago that's not in- incredibly obvious in terms of who to start and sit? No. Like Mon- Montgomery or Kamara? Kamara. Montgomery or Jamal Williams? I think I'll probably go with Montgomery over Jamal Williams. Um, Vikings DST, anybody starting them? Top five. Nathan Peterman, I, I think you have to. Well, they're so bad, though. That they are. the worst defense in football. So is Peterman, though. I mean, look, look what you're talking about here. You're, you're mm-hmm. talking about a defense. Yeah. Uh, first off, an offense that had trouble scoring for the last three weeks with Justin Fields. Yeah. And so now you're putting Peterman there with no receivers, terrible offensive line. Vikings have everything to play for if they want to. And so 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust the Vikings. Well, they, they don't really have anything to play for in all. In well, all, if they want to. If they want to, but they don't have to. But yeah. Do you worry to. about the Vikings being up 24 nothing in the third quarter and then they put in their backups? Yeah. I'm and worried the Bears about that. score 14 points in, they could. in Basura time. Well, I'm worried about that with Cousins. You know, like not yeah. not going to sit Jefferson or Cook. I, I, I wonder though if they're going to try and get Jefferson the record. Yep, could do that. But he needs they, almost two. They can do that on one drive, <laughs> two drives. <laughs> I don't think he can do it on one, but he can do it on three. How about Komet? Would you start Komet? Like, how would you compare him to the uh, Saints guys? Oh, behind now. Yeah, I think so. If it was Fields, I, I think he had top ten upside. Without Fields, I'm not trusting. All right, and Tampa Bay is at Atlanta. Your 2023 question. Do you feel good about any Tampa Bay players going into next season? Let, let's say Brady comes back. Do you feel good about any of them going into next year? Sure. Yeah. Chris Godwin. Godwin, Godwin, Godwin. Yeah. I don't know if I feel good about anyone other than Godwin, though. They're an aging team. I would feel good about Rashad White if they let Leonard Fournette go. Yeah, yep. I could see that. There's sleeper appeal with Kate Otten. He'd be a late-round yeah. pick. Worth a flyer. But I think Godwin... Year after coming back from the ACL, I think he's got a shot to rebound into a receiver that gets averages north of 15 PPR points. He didn't do that this year. I think he can do that next year. But that's and I think Brady he can do that with a different quarterback, quarterback, too. If they hit the reset button, then it could be bad for him. I think he can do that with an average quarterback. If Brady, what, are, what do you ask him to do? What are you asking Chris Godwin to do that's different from before? I mean, there, there aren't many quarterbacks that lean on slot receivers like Tom Brady does. I mean, he was the number two receiver in fantasy with Jameis Winston, but that was a year where they threw the ball a, a million times. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. at Arians. Uh, I think if Brady comes back and he has his tackles and a good offensive line and he has Godwin and Evans, he, I'm going to draft him. He's going to be a sleeper. You know, I'm going to draft him as a number two quarterback. But I could see I don't him. think you'll get the chance. I think someone will take him as a starter. Okay, let's say Brady comes back and they're healthy, you know, would you start? Would you draft Brady or Geno Smith? Brady, more upside. I think it's Brady. Uh, Atlanta running backs in this game. How could we not just love Tyler Algier? I do. Start of the week, double dip. Um, no, but he's a uh, hundred yards away from a thousand. So I hope they give him the opportunity to do that. And you know, you have, like you said, Vita Vea may not play, and this run defense, as great as it was last week, it uh, you know may not be as interested because they have nothing to play for. So hopefully those are some of the guys they pull back, uh, you know, defensive line, linebackers, et cetera. So I, I think you know what the Falcons are going to do. They're going to run, run, and run more. So Algiers in a, in a pretty good spot. Did he – okay, Patterson missed the first meeting. Did Algier get featured in that game? Yeah, 13 carries, 45 yards. Oh, and Patterson is what, a flex? Yes. And Drake London is? Low end number three. Receiver in PPR, number three now. I think he might be number three all the way around. He's had eight or more targets in four straight games. You know, not expecting, I'm not expecting Carlton Davis to play at this point. Correct. You know, I uh, I, I, see, I think he's a great DFS play, at least on FanDuel. It's very cheap. Agree. All right. Um, that's it, right? Yeah. Like, you just can't start. Yeah, right. London's the best receiver in this game. Can't start a buck. That I agree with. Giants and Eagles, 2023 question. You can start your fantasy team with either one of these two pairs. 
Saquon Barkley and Jalen Hurts or Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown? Which pair do you choose? Where's Barkley playing? Are you talking about like Giants. your first two picks? No, just I, you're going I, into I a draft. two guys yeah. before. Like these are my keepers? Yeah, these are your keepers. Barkley and Hurts, Smith and Brown. This is, it's Barkley and Hurts. Uh, Smith and Brown for me. It's <laughs> I can't believe you said it with such certainty. Well, you're talking about a, a top five fantasy running back and a top five fantasy quarterback versus two receivers on the same team. It might be top 10 in everyone's rankings. They're, they were pretty close. <laughs> top 12. <laughs> They're going to be up there. There's no question. They're both awesome. But I'd rather have the top five running back and the stud quarterback. I can find the, the receivers. Man, I sound like the same ass man that I've been my whole life. <laughs> It's a way you said that. So wait a minute. So I want to know what what made it such an easy answer for you, Jamie. Uh, I mean PPR. I'm going to take the receivers. Oh, this is negative PPR though. This is oh negative PPR. You lose a half a point. uh, Pass on both pairs. (laughs) I mean, are you nervous about Saquon slowing down? They're both top fifteen for me. Any any player any player at this position coming out of a contract situation always makes me nervous. So Barkley, I, I would hope that it's more about I, I've proved that I'm past my injury situation. I hope he does not get a mega deal because, A, it would be stupid by the Giants to do that. B, it would be stupid by any other team to do that. Hope he gets a very well-compensated contract that you know rewards him for his future production. But we've seen what happens to this position when these guys get paid. They, they tend to fall in the tank. And so um, – I'm going to be nervous about Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, all these players that get these contracts. I mean, just look at what happened when Eckler got paid and McCaffrey got paid, Henry got paid. I yeah, mean, McCaffrey you can make the case with Henry. Got paid. I almost, I almost feel like I, I believe it when it comes to somebody like Jacobs, because we saw Jacobs. He he was good until this year, but this was his best year ever. There's no question about it, and it just so happens to be in a contract year. This was a great year for Saquon Barkley, but it's not his best year. In the National Football League, no. So I, I, I kind of feel a little more optimistic about Saquon after he signs any deal that's not a franchise deal, assuming it's not one that just you know makes him the highest paid running back and it's a crazy deal. I, I feel like he can still give us some good numbers. He's in oh, my top. Definitely three. give good numbers, but again, I, I if if the pairing is quarterback, which you could find, and and running back, which may have a fall off, I'll take the two receivers. All and right, we have a that can average almost thirty points a game. I can take Fields right after. I uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry for asking such a good question. We have another good question here question. from Fantasy Life in our what, chat. Why, why is it a bad question? We have a debate. No, it was a good question. You said saying, it was a good question. I, I meant, I meant in sincerity. It's like I wanted to get on with the game. But Fantasy Life says, "Who is Daniel Jones's backup? What are the odds we see him fly Eagles fly defense?" Uh, Terod. Yeah, Terod Taylor. I, the question is, hmm. any interest in a Giants backup in this game, like a Matt Breida or a Gary Brightwell or a Terod Taylor or something like that? Well, Kenny Galladay, I think, is 76 yards away, 76 catches away from uh, an incentive. Um, <laughs> so he got maybe, his incentive when he signed his deal. Maybe uh, maybe he gets there. Um, maybe they make him just run 40 routes. Yeah, no, nah, we're not interested. I, I don't even know who the running back to get would be if it were Breeder or Brightwell. Uh, so but again, start all you play Eagles DFS, that's the way you win is by hitting on one of these guys. So you you put one of them in the lineup and see if it goes off. You almost you almost want to believe it's Brightwell because he's the second year player, young guy who can get a 
lot of experience. Yeah. I Reed would, is a veteran. I, He's been around several years. I have I, a, I wonder if he's the guy. a FanDuel lineup with Boston Scott. Boston Scott has scored in every single game he's played against the Giants in his career. Um, I certainly see a scenario. I mean, this is a 14-point spread. I could see this being a 30-point game. The Giants played their starters against the Eagles last month, and the Eagles won 48-22. So, um, you know, they, they can destroy the Giants, especially if the Giants aren't playing, you know. Uh, and Boston Scott could definitely get something. I feel like everybody on the Eagles has to be aware that Boston Scott has scored a touchdown in every career game against he's the Giants. He's going to get his chance. There's no doubt right? he's going to get his chance. Yes. All right. So, but but this but is, I don't know if he's going to get like 15 carries or something like that. Uh, no, but like you can see he literally might play one snap. You could see no, I think you could see Sanders. You could see the Eagles just fourth quarter is total garbage time. But I I think the only difficult uh, one here because sit the Giants, start the Eagles is Miles Sanders, who was great against the Giants in the first meeting, but he's been so frustrating lately. So mm-hmm. um, starters at Miles Sanders won the show on that. Start. You love the matchup. You worry about his chances to score a touchdown, especially if if Hurts plays because Hurts has bogarted so many touchdowns from him already. Tyler Algier or Miles Sanders? Algier. Uh, Sanders, if he's healthy. How many yards away is he from something? Uh, he's he's uh, X uh, not, amount away from Y. Yeah. All right, that's it. Everybody, start the Eagles DST. Want some DFS advice? Check out CBS Sports HQ. We'll be going over that. Uh, DFS player props. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff on uh, HQ today at noon. We'll see you there. There is no live stream this Sunday, but there is HQ. So you can 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. You can check that out on Sunday. Enjoy the games all weekend long. We'll talk to you on Sunday morning with a quick update for you. And then Monday, we're going to have... Uh, a recap of week 17 and we'll have we'll tell you about all the coaches who are being hired and fired and whatnot and uh, you know we'll start getting into our 2023 rankings good job guys good season you too you guys are awesome talk to you later on fantasy football today okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.